Welcome to the weekly podcast of Valley Church. I pray that this message will fill you with the hope of the gospel and will help you follow Jesus today. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, visit valleychurchwv.com. Now let's tune in to this week's message. As we approach God's Word today, uh, I have entitled my message, Follow Me, Not Follow Me, Follow Jesus. And that's what Jesus said. And uh, we're going to be talking about Jesus' heart for his church. We're going to be talking about some things that I believe are going to be transformational and have already been transformational just in our own lives as we follow Jesus. So uh, as we consider those things, let's just pray and let's ask God to, uh, to just, just change us and reveal to us his word that we might, uh, we might follow him as, as disciples. Father, we thank you that we are here together. God, we thank you for the work you're doing in bringing people into your church and uh, saving them and seeing them baptized and God, seeing them walk in obedience to you. God, we, um, we pray that uh, as you have started a good work, Lord, you complete it, Lord, until the day of salvation. Lord, that's what we look forward to. That's why we're here. And uh, God, we're grateful for your kingdom and, and just for, for eternity that we can look forward to. God, we, uh, we just ask for your blessing over this morning, over your word. God, that, uh, that you would focus us as a church on what you have called us to do and to be. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, hey, as we get into God's Word this morning, you'll notice from your bulletin, if you have a bulletin, there's a number of uh, Scripture passages there. And um, I'll be honest, this morning, I had a longer message, and, uh, and, and I had to cut it down because, uh, because I don't want to stay here all day, okay? We have a business meeting to do, and we have some other things, but uh, I encourage you with Scriptures that I don't hit, they actually go along with each point. And, uh, and so when you get time, take some time this week and study those scriptures that I don't hit uh, this week on your own, and uh, let that just encourage you. You can, you can take it home and, and use that as your own devotions. But the way I wanted to, to begin was, was this. I don't know if you've noticed this week, um, but uh, we have been bombarded with messages, haven't we? With a lot of ads, with a lot of buy this, buy that, look at me, look at that, you know, um, invest in this hobby, invest in that hobby, right, you know, uh, read this article, subscribe to this subscription, you know, all these things that, that our world is telling us, put your time and put your energy and put your resources into, right? And, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's not a bad thing to invest in the things that we're interested in, but the problem is often, often a lot of these things take precedence over what is truly important. And so as we, as we get into God's word today, we're going to just be focusing ourselves on how did Jesus call us to live? What, what did he ask us to do? How did he tell us to follow him? And, uh, and, and we're going to be using these, these three words, seek, serve, send, words that are not new to our church, but I think words that we need to be reminded of, especially at a season like this where it's easy to lose focus. It's easy to get our eyes on, on money. It's easy to get our eyes on possessions. It's easy to get our eyes just on, on things of this world instead of the things of, of God. 
And so we want to focus our direction as we approach the Christmas season, as we approach uh, 2023. It's hard to, hard to believe. It's a few weeks away. But, um, but before we get into our Christmas message series, this is, this is kind of an in-between one, okay? Um, because, uh, because we want to get focused on what God wants for us, what I, what I believe that God wants for each of you um, in your personal lives as you follow Jesus. So I, I do have a question, though, as, as, we, as we begin. I, I have a question. Who would, would, would like to not waste their life? Anybody wouldn't like to not waste their life? It's not a trick question, okay? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm glad, I'm glad. Most of, us, most of us would say, I don't want to waste my life. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I want to live in a way that I believe will make a difference. I want to I wanna live in a way that will, will um, you know, I'll, I'll be able to honor God and to use my time and my treasure and my, my talents for his kingdom and for his glory. And I, I, I believe you're, you're there with me. I, I want to make a difference for eternity. I want God to say at the end of my life, well done. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. I, I believe you're there with me. And now the question is, as, you know, as we agree on that, we agree we don't want to waste our life, is the question, how? How do we do that? How do, we, how do we not waste our life? How do we focus on those things that are really important? How do we, um, we, we live a life full of meaning and full of purpose? How do we honor God in our daily life? When we go back to our, to our job on Monday, when, when we go back to our, to our kids and our home and, and uh, you know, experience the holidays and everything like that, how, how do we live in a way where our life makes a difference, where we're doing the things that honor God? Well, I, I have a couple scriptures here for you as we begin, and the first one is this. It's from Ephesians chapter 5, 15, and 16, and it, it's a warning. It says this, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. There's a lot in that verse, but it's basically a warning saying, be careful what you choose to do. Be careful about your decisions. Be careful in the direction that, that you walk. And I, I opened up, I don't know if many of you were here, some, some of you were here, some of you were not, but I'll tell you, I, I, I uh, began 2022 with, uh, with a message where we talked about our direction and where we talked about those, those three words, seek, serve, send. And, and we said this, we said, Direction determines destination. Direction determines our destination. And uh, this is something that has rang very true for this year and, and just, as, just as a true statement all around. It, it means that if you want to get some, somewhere, you need to align your direction to that location. Um, how many of you use a GPS when you drive? Yeah. How many of you are so confident you just don't need any GPS? <laughs> yes, all you men out there. Okay, one woman. <laughs> Thanks for your honesty. But man, I'll be honest with you. I, I, like, I can barely drive anywhere that is unfamiliar to me without a GPS. And uh, I, I, uh, I'll tell you, one time I went to Pittsburgh and I was driving my dad's car and he had one of those Tom Toms, okay, cursed 
from Satan and hell, okay? <laughs> okay? I'm serious, man. We put a location in there. I think we were going to like Ikea, which I don't know why we went to Ikea, okay? Whatever. It took us to like the slums of Pittsburgh. <laughs> and anyway, so finally we opened up a phone and opened up Google Maps, which I swear by Google Maps, and we aligned our direction to the destination, and we made it. We made it. But hey, I'll, I'll tell you what, man, if, if you're going in the wrong direction, you will never end up at the right destination. You won't. And so it's important that, that even as that is a concept with, with traveling, it's a concept for, for everyday living. And, and spiritually, it's a concept for you as well. If you want to reach a destination, you need to align your direction to that. It's a pretty simple concept, but, it, but it's honestly a, a daily decision that we need to work out every single day. Now, the question for us spiritually and you know, for, for you is, what is your destination? What is your destination? I believe, and you said it. Yes, you got it. It's heaven. Our destination, our destination is heaven. You know, and, and, and we believe that Jesus is, and we have it on our walls, and we have it everywhere. Jesus said he's, I am the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one gets to heaven except through Jesus by repenting of their sins, trusting his finished work on the cross. That, that's our destination, and, and we come to it, we align our direction to it through Jesus, but then in our everyday living, it's, it's not just salvation that counts. It's, it's how do we live in alignment with where we are headed, okay? And that's where I said it's an everyday decision for us. And I, I, I hope this helps you as I, as I hope to simplify this. Because what, what Scripture says is um, in, in 1 John chapter 2, verses 5 and 6, it tells us actually how to follow Jesus. And he says this, But this we know... By this we know that we are in him. Whoever claims to abide in him must walk as Jesus walked. So what's the direction we should be walking in? In the footsteps of Jesus. In the direction of Jesus. Um, how, do we, how, how do we know what that is? Well, it's by, by studying his life. By reading his word. And, and so, so we are saved by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. But, but progressively, as, as we work out our salvation, what Jesus tells us is that we are to align our lives in the direction of following him and walking in his footsteps. And so as, as this may be a reminder to you, but, but it's, it's a transformational principle, these three words. These three words are seek, serve, send, three things that we see Jesus did that I believe we need to align our direction in, in the year 2023 um, as a church and for you individually in your own personal lives. It's, it may look differently for each one of us based on what you do or your age or your stage in life. But wherever you're at, you can take these three words and you can follow Jesus' example. And so, uh, so that, that's what we've done here as a church is we, we've simplified down into three words what it means, what we believe it means to follow Jesus and um, focus on our heavenly destination through that. And so the first word, let's get into it, is the first word is seek. The first word is the word seek. And I believe that what Jesus did is he modeled for us a life of seeking. Seeking specifically and caring for those that were lost. 
it, it, uh, it, it talks about how, how Jesus is a, is a shepherd, right, in Scripture, and how we all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way, and the Lord has laid upon him the iniquity of us all. When the Scripture tells us that we are sheep, that's a bad thing, right? Remember that? Now, we think, you know, sheep are nice and cuddly and fluffy and, you know, cute and stuff. Um, no. If you've ever owned sheep, sheep are stupid, okay? And that's what Scripture tells about us, is we are stupid. We all go our own way. And, you know, it's, it's even recorded, you know, in, in some places that the sheep will just, you know, they'll say, like, don't follow someone off a cliff. If someone jumped off a cliff, would you do that too? It's like, sheep actually do that, right? Uh, it's, it's actually recorded that, that thousands of sheep have actually died before. You can look this up on the internet by just going off a cliff, okay? And I think, I, I don't know how many numbers it was, but I, I heard this from someone that the, like, the first like, few thousand, they died at the bottom of the cliff. But then the, 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 the other thousand you know, that, that jumped off, <laughs> you know what happened to them? They didn't die because it was just like fluff, 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 right? <laughs> when the Bible tells us that we are like sheep, tells us that, that we are estranged from God. We, we are prone to just go our own way. That we, we think that we can be like God. And isn't that what Adam and Eve did? They said, you know, Satan, Satan said, well, you, you can become like God. And, and so Eve ate from the fruit. And then, then Adam ate from the fruit. And uh, we eat from that fruit every time that we do something that is against God's law. We think my way is better. I can go my own way. And that is what scripture says is, is sin. You know, instead of, instead of uh, Jesus saying, well, you chose your direction, you know, you get the consequences, the consequences for sin, the wages of sin, scripture says, is, is death, eternal separation from God. But Jesus cared for us so much that it, that it says this in Luke chapter 19, verse 10. And here's, here's where we get this word. So Jesus said about himself, that the Son of Man, he came to seek and to save the lost. And if we're honest, that's you and that is me. As that, that uh, hymn writer John Wesley wrote, Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. You know that hymn writer, when he wrote that? Uh, he, he'd experienced the grace of God so deeply. John, John Wesley, he was, he was known as a man who, uh, he, he was a sailor, you know, and he, they talk about how you curse like a sailor. Well, he did more. He, he actually boasted. He said, if you, can, if you can invent or tell me ways that I have not discovered how to sin, tell me and I'll do it, okay? That, that's how deeply he, he was against God. Um, and his life was, was transformed. He was a slave trader, actually, and he gave his life to Jesus, and there he wrote the words of that hymn. Remember that when we sing it, amazing grace. Amazing grace, I've saved a wretch like me. That's you, that's me though. We're all estranged from God in our sin. And, and what we know about Jesus is that through his ministry, he actually demonstrated more concern for those um, who were far away from God from, for, for saving those who are wretches, just more, more than he did trying to please those who were religious. And, and that, that is something that, that speaks volumes to me, you know, as, as, we, uh, as we go about our daily lives as, uh, as Christians, sometimes we can get this mindset of, I'm okay, 
I'm righteous. I've, I've, you know, I've been made clean. And, and sometimes we forget it, right? We forget that we're blind and we're sick and we're lame. And we, we need the grace of Jesus every single day. We need it on our lives. And it should be a motivation for us to just as Jesus care for those who are blind and sick and lame and lost. I'll, I'll tell you, when Precious and I, we came to this church uh, over a year ago, uh, came back, uh, we talked to our um, uh, serve team directors and our elders, and we, we asked the question, what do you want to see Jesus do here in this valley? And the answer that they gave was, we want to see Jesus bring hope and healing to this valley. That's what they said. And, uh, and, and, and so, man, that's the heart of Jesus, to seek and to save that which is lost, to be, be, be about bringing the light and hope and peace to people's darkness that they need. And so, so that starts with us, that starts with you, that starts with me experiencing that, but then passing it out, living it out to those that are, that are in our valley. It starts with you. Um, so Jesus, we know he's, he's the hope of the world. He is the hope that our valley needs. And praise God, we're here um, just, just as, you know, rejoicing that we have the gospel, rejoicing in the hope that we have. Um, but that's why church, there are things that we do that no other church does. Because, um, because we want to reach people that no one is reaching. And that's an important thing that we need to keep in mind when we do something that's different. We don't do things that other churches do. We do things to reach people that no one is reaching. It's why, um, you know, we, we talk, about, talk about our youth. We reach youth and we honor age. You know, you want to know why we're, we try to be a little more young and youthful in our services? It's because we want to reach the next generation. We believe the next generation, you know, we're, we're one generation from the gospel not being passed on. And we want to reach that next generation. Um, praise God, this year, uh, you know, Danny and Cliff and Bree and, you know, Rhonda and some of the other youth leaders, uh, DJs jumped in and I don't know who else we got, but man, you guys have jumped in and, and you've had a heart for our youth to reach them and to teach them God's word. And so we're praising God for you today. We reach youth and we honor age. Um, it's also why we're intentional about being a blessing to our community. It's something that at our core, this is the value that we have. As we seek the lost, we, wanna, we want our community to see, yeah, we're doing good here. That, that our community would miss Valley Church if it didn't exist anymore. It's why, it's why the other day, you know, when we had the Night of Thanks, we supported the Gabriel Project. It's why we supported the Riggenbaugh family. And guys, thank you for your generosity. It's part of what we do just to show Jesus transforms, Jesus saves, and, uh, and it overflows in our daily lives. Jesus, he came to seek and save the lost. Now, I've already shared with you a little bit of our impact, but I, I want you to see some numbers today. This is going to be a little bit of a different message because I, I want to use this to help, help you see how you have been a part of seeking this year. Okay, so are you guys ready? If you're ready, say I'm ready. ready. All right, so this is the numbers. And remember, as we bring numbers up here on the screen, every number is a person. And each person matters to God. So here's, here's the numbers. 
we launched Valley Church uh, on Easter Sunday of uh, this past year. And on that Sunday, we saw over 250 people in attendance. Let's give praise to God for that. Now, more importantly, out of those 250 people, we saw eight people raise their hand to say, I want to follow Jesus that Sunday. Let's praise God for that. And beyond that, we have had how many Sundays in this year? 50? I don't know, whatever it was, probably 48. Um, Almost every single Sunday, we've had someone raise their hand to say, I want to follow Jesus. Let's give praise to God for that. God is, God is doing the work, okay? Now, here's, here's the other thing. Those of you who are involved in our guest services team, um, check out this number, okay? We have had 389 first-time visitors to Valley Church this year. Praise God. That is from our Sunday morning worship, worship time. Um, that is from Vacation Bible School, some of the people that got connected to Valley Church from there. That's from the other night when we had the night of worship. Um, we're praising God that, uh, that we have been able to welcome 389 new people into this church and uh, that uh, they've been able to hear the gospel maybe for the first time. So, so that, that's just a part of how we've been seeking. Um, here, here's another number. This is an awesome number. I think this is, this is probably the most we've had ever. We've had 23 baptisms this year. Praise God. Praise God. This number represents those who have crossed the line of faith, who have said, I want to follow Jesus. I want to make him Lord of my life. And, uh, and they've, they've expressed that through being baptized. Now, I'm going to move quick through the next ones. We, uh, we each, uh, each quarter, we have what's called Discover. It's a, it's a Discover class. It basically integrates people, uh, Valley Church 101. We have had 53 people at our Discover class over this past year. Praise God for that. Valley Kids Camp, we had 112 people there this year. Praise God. Praise God. Um, we have had... Uh, this is an awesome number. On average, 50 kids in our Valley Kids every single Sunday. That's amazing. Just so you know, um, we're exploding back there, and we need teachers. Uh, we need even just volunteers that want to just help, help keep, keep kids you know, listening and attentive and, you know, so, you know, you don't have to be a teacher to serve in Valley Kids. So if, if you ever want to say, hey, Megan, I want to take a month. I want to help out. I'm not a teacher, but I'll sit with a kid. I'll play with a kid. I'll do something like that. I'll just, you know, get to know them and walk with them. Um, that's an opportunity. If you have not signed up to help with Valley Kids, um, that, that's an opportunity right there. Okay, here's another awesome, awesome number. Valley Youth. I asked them, how many attend each week? They said 10, okay? Let's praise God for that. Now, I know that number looks small, okay? But l listen, that number is souls that belong to Jesus, okay? Youth in our valley that are being reached. And I know that actually that number is a little down from what it was earlier, uh, earlier in the year. And so we're, we're just praising God. That number is going to continue to grow 
as our children's ministry as they continue to grow up, okay? So, so think about this. Invest in our youth. Um, that's, that's where we want it. Thank you uh, also to our Valley Kids and our Valley Youth Leaders. Um, you guys make a huge difference. Let's thank them right now. All right, just for fun, um, okay, before we get to that, last, night, uh, last week we had over 200 people in attendance for our night of thanks. Praise God for that. That's awesome. We, um, just a little bug in your ear, we're going to bring Christmas Eve to the Valley, uh, to, to the Lincoln Theater this year. Aren't you excited? It's going to be fun. <laughs> We, uh, we have a problem, and it's space. And uh, instead of doing two services, uh, we're going to bring them all together into one um, at 7 o'clock at the Lincoln Theater Christmas Eve. So that'll be fun. Um, hey, this is a fun one. 3,000 donuts eaten this year. <laughs> I calculated it up. That's how much it is, okay? Uh, so if we look like a donut, that's why, all right? All right. Here's, here's just, a, our, our ministry is more than just an in-house ministry. We live in a digital world. And so uh, I want to show you some, some numbers that represent souls that have uh, engaged with us online this past year. Um, our, our Facebook page has reached over 34,000 people, up almost 50%, 49.2%. Uh, we've had people actually visit our page Uh, specifically 11,000 people, up 119%. We've had 876 hours of our live stream watch. That's amazing. Um, Instagram, if we switch over to there, this is something new for us. We've reached 22,000 people this year through our posts. Um, And uh, people that have visited our page, obviously it's a little bit different on Instagram. We've had almost 700 people there. All of those are up dramatically from what they were, and so, so we thank our social media team um, for that. YouTube, um, if you don't subscribe to YouTube, subscribe. It's a great place to be. I love YouTube, but man, we have had 11,800 views on our YouTube videos with 733 hours of watch time. These numbers make a difference. This is awesome, okay? Um, we have had uh, 47 new subscribers, um, on YouTube. And then lastly, um, this will be the last stat that I want to talk about a little bit. We've had 953 podcast plays. And that means someone, you know, subscribed to the Valley Church Messages podcast and, uh, and listened. Okay, I'll tell you what. I know you're not here, but stay connected and you can share this. If you hear a message where God's word spoke to you and you want to share it with a friend, this is a great, great place to do it on either of those channels. Um, but uh, let me just share with you because what happens is that most people, if they live in this area, they engage with Valley Church online first. Most people, before they come to church, they, they will visit us online. Uh, who, who's, who did that? Who did that when they came to Valley Church? Yeah, okay, look around, look around, praise God, okay? Um, This is from someone, someone wrote in and said this, I've been listening to the online services of Valley Church for a few months. They have been a blessing to me. My son and I were able to attend an in-person service and truly enjoyed it, And and the people that we met. The day we visited, 
my son and I stopped at the back to scope out the best place to sit. (laughs) I was not sure what it would be like if we might accidentally sit in someone's spot. I intentionally got there right as the service was starting, hoping everyone would have claimed their seat by that point. As we were chatting about where to go, a guy came over and pointed us to a place to sit. My son loves to sing, and the two ladies, um, two ladies in front of us complimented him on his singing and said that they were looking forward to hearing him on stage. He also connected with some of the other kids during the Valley Kids service that he talked about the rest of the day. Those are the little things, but mean so much to us. So let's praise God. I don't know who that is, but... <laughs> But we praise God for an experience like that that people have had at Valley Church. Um, Coming here to this place, hearing the gospel, being welcomed into the community. Um, I I know that, uh, and I shared this with you, there's someone that that just said to me recently, coming to Valley Church is like coming to a family reunion every single week. And that's what it should be. We're the family of God, aren't we? So praise God in, in, the, in the most positive way you can take that uh, positive family reunion, okay? <laughs> if you know what I mean. All right. So we follow Jesus by seeking the lost. Okay, what's the second word though? It's the word serve, serve. Jesus' life, I believe, and we see from Scripture, was modeled by a life of servanthood. Um, and what... What I, what I love about Jesus is that he will never ask you to do something that he has not already done himself. Um, and in this way, he, he modeled for us a life of service. It says, says here a couple scriptures I'll point you to, and you can read the, read the other one that's in your bulletin later on. But it says in Matthew chapter 20, 28, Even as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. He also said in Matthew chapter 23 that the greatest among you should be your servant. And these are, these are two principles that, that Jesus modeled as he came to this earth. See, he, he the king of the universe, came and, you know, we celebrate a Christmas. He, he took on flesh. He, he was incarnated as a, as a man. He took on flesh and he was born in the humblest place possible, a stable and that, 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 would, that first place that he was born and the family that he was born into was just, just a model for the rest of his life where he didn't claim lordship over, over everybody. He didn't demand things. No, he, he came humble. He came as a servant. And uh, so, so church, as we consider and as we want to walk as Jesus walked, what we, what we remember is that, that we are not saved to sit. We're saved to serve. We are um, partners for a purpose. We are contributors. We're not consumers. That's not what church is about. Because Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life. That's why we serve. And so, um, just like the other point, as we've aligned our direction uh, to that destination, I want to just share with you some stats about what God has done in this year um, by, by way of service. Um, we have had 27 new members here at Valley Church. Praise God. <clears throat> People have joined us, joined our ministry, gotten plugged in and serving, and uh, we're grateful for you. Um, that makes 93 
partners in ministry, uh, members of our church serving together. So we're, we're grateful for that. Um, we have had, our food pantry has, has uh, really been faithful this year. And um, through your generosity, um, they have served 380 people this year in our food pantry. Let's praise God for that. They have given out, uh, just last week, 65 Thanksgiving meals. That was awesome. That was thanks to your generosity. Praise God. Praise God. A couple, um, couple monetary stats is that uh, there has been almost $9,000 given to serve our community through the Valley Cares Fund this year. Praise God for that. That also, that, that number includes what was raised for the Riggenbaugh family, the $1,200 that, that you gave to them. I was able to stop by their house and man, they were so, so thankful for your generosity um, last week to them. Um, we have raised, and this was something huge for our church that has gone toward our, toward our mission, we've raised $15,263 for the Valley Church rebranding and capital campaign. So praise God. Thank you for that. A big part of that, that money was, was done to obviously rebrand uh, us as Valley Church, but also for the renovations that were done in the community center. I'll, jumping off of that, I'll tell you, so far this year, we have had 23 uh, events reserved at our community center from, from just people in our community. This is not just for us. This is for our, for our valley. And we offer it free of charge. It's a small deposit. They get it right back. But man, it's, uh, it's, it's there for our community. That's what it's there for. So thank you. Thank you for serving our community in that way. Um, this is an exciting one too. Our church is uh, faithful to give to missions. And this year we gave $12,600 toward missions work um, all around the world. So praise God for that. And this is, just, this is just for you guys, so you know how we're doing financially and is a testament to your generosity this year. So far, our year-to-date giving is $165,717, and you'll notice we are ahead of budget. Praise God. Praise God. So we're taking, taking uh, just, the, just that moment to thank God for his faithfulness. And what, what he's done. And all that money, all that time, all those donations have gone to serving people here in this valley um, with the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and meeting tangible needs. So thank you for, for your generosity in that. We are serving here in this valley. And that, that, is, that is what we do here at Valley Church. Last word is the word send. The word send. Let's move on to that one. I believe when Jesus, he called his disciples, and, and you can read when Jesus called them, that he didn't just call them to simply believe, but he called them to leave. Called them to leave their family and their friends and, and their comfort and to follow after him. And as, uh, as he brought them into this three-year apprenticeship, which, which I like to refer it to as, um, he expected that what he taught them that they would then take and use to teach others. And so as, as we follow Jesus together, as we walk, as Jesus walked, we should expect that when we teach others, or when we're taught ourselves, that we'll take that and we'll, we'll take it to someone else. And um, 
our teaching is not just for information. It's for your transformation. And so as, as we look at Scripture, um, we'll, we'll see the model. In Mark chapter 6, verse 7, it's, it says there that he called the twelve and he began to send them out two by two. He didn't send them alone. And he gave them authority over unclean spirits. And he, he gave them some instructions. When you go into a town, if they receive your word, stay there and preach the gospel. If they don't, you know, then shake, shake the dust off your boots and, and leave them and go somewhere that's going to listen. But, but it says in verse 30 that, that when the apostles returned to Jesus and, and they told him about all that they had done and taught. See, Jesus, Jesus didn't just like teach them and like send them. No, he sent them out. He brought them back. They debriefed. They talked about what went right, what went wrong, and then they sent them out again, brought them back. What went right? What went wrong? And, 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 and that's the way that, that Jesus modeled discipleship. And so as, as we, as a, as, as a church, we, we gather, um, I believe that often we miss this concept See, as we, as we talked about, church is more than just, just sitting in a pew on Sunday morning. I, I believe that God has something more for us than that. He's called us to follow him. And so there, there's an element of apprenticeship in that, discipleship, you know, that, that we're learning from the scripture and then we're applying it to our lives. We're coming back, we're being trained, and then we're going back into to our workplace or to our home or to, you know, even if you, if you get into full-time ministry, that you're applying it there. But uh, what, I, what I believe is that, that uh, as we gather, we don't gather just to stay. We gather to go. And that, that's the mark of a healthy church. We're not here to maintain. We're here to multiply. We're here to send disciples of Jesus out into this valley. And so what is our motivation for that? Let me just share with you the scripture, and then I'm going to share with you some impact that you've had. Our motivation to do that comes from 2 Corinthians 5.14. It says this, that the love of Christ compels us because we are convinced that one died for all and therefore all died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. As we consider what Jesus did, that, that, is, that is what motivates us to then go out and share the gospel with others. And this year, I, I believe that this has actually been one of the areas that we have as a church made the most impact. And I, I pray that this will be an area that we, we continue to make strides in and greater impact in. Because I, I believe that, that there is more, there's way more to come. But just to share with you, in September... Um, we launched an initiative that we, we called 242. Uh, we, we launched these groups. And a lot of you are part of a 242 group, and we're grateful for you engaging in that. Did you know that this is part of this last word? It's, it's, it's part of all three, but, but mainly a part of that third word, the word send. Uh, these groups are designed that you come in for a year or, or you know, 24 months, and, and uh, you hear the word of God, not just to you know, gain in your own personal knowledge, but that you can be sent out to then go and start a group yourself and teach people about what Jesus has done. And um, as we launched these 242 groups, we had 20 leaders step up to lead our 242 groups. Let's thank God for them. 
These are, these are leaders that uh, we've trained and equipped and we've sent out and they're doing the work of ministry. So, so we're thankful for each of you. In October, we launched 10 groups. And in those groups, we right now have 94 people involved in 242. <laughs> Praise God. Um, we said that the win for these groups is that you're seeking, you're serving, and you're sending. Seeking, serving, and sending. And uh, I just want to share a couple stories because these are neat. First one I want to share about is um, I got a text message just last week um, from someone in our church. Uh, you, can, you can bring it up there. It was a picture of, of him with his, his Bible and a laptop and a second Bible and a notebook. And what do you think he's doing? He's studying God's Word. He's preparing to teach. This is, not, this is not one of the leaders of the 242 group. This is someone that just attends 242 group and was asked to lead. And that, that's what we've actually asked our leaders to do is hey, empower and equip the people in your group that just to show them, hey, we're all capable of studying God's word, all capable of sharing it. And uh, this, this person was saying, man, uh, I'm working on my first devotional ever for our 242 group. I am so nervous, it's not even funny. I'm asking you for prayer. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm trying to be bold. Amen. Amen. That's what it's all about. It's pushing people before they're ready. That's what's going to happen. Before you're ready, um, we're, we're going to ask you to do something and, and ask God to just teach you, okay? Um, we also heard, heard uh, just, just a couple other things that... Um, on the first night of someone's group, they said this, that uh, handshakes were exchanged at the beginning of the group, but hugs were exchanged as we parted. There's true community being formed there. Um, also, someone else that was asked to lead, they, they texted Precious and said, this Wednesday will be my first time leading a 242 group, and I'm so far out of my comfort zone. I'm not so knowledgeable like others, but I'm just a simple person loves Jesus. And that's all that we can ask, man, that you, you study God's word and you, you, you share it from, from the experience that you've had and your own experience in God's word. And so we praise God for the work he's doing in uh, just sending people out of their comfort zone and uh, sending people into the, into do the work of ministry. The last stat that I want to just give you is this. Over the course of this year, we have had 10 different people preaching the Word of God from within our church. Let's praise God for that. I had someone say to me last week, man, this is the first time I ever heard you. <laughs> I've been to church twice. <laughs> and that's okay because uh, I, I would rather that we are equipping more people to preach God's Word. And so uh, in this coming year, just expect that we're going to tap you on the shoulder and, uh, and those that have that gift of teaching be able to ask you to preach the word of God and share because it's an encouragement to all of us. And I believe it e equips you to then, then also just uh, be prepared for, for what God has for you in your future. But uh, 10 people, praise God. And that is men and that is women as well. We've had our, our, radiant, our, our radiant night where uh, three, three other people shared the word of God and um, preached preach God's word for our women. So we're praising God for that. Hey, we have... One more month left in this year. And I believe 
that uh, the best is still yet to come. Uh, If eternity is our destination, the best is yet to come, isn't it? And so as as we close, um, let's just remember back to that that quote that we, we began with. Direction determines destination. Direction determines destination. Can you see now how when we taught about this almost a whole year ago, and then aligned our direction as a church toward this, that it has helped us accomplish so much for the kingdom of God. This, this uh, Seek, Serve, Send, that, that is our vision as a church. It's, it's where we see ourselves in the future, and we want to continue to seek the lost, to serve here in our valley, serve one another, and send disciples out into this valley uh, so that, that his gospel may go forth. And so just by way of... Um, by way of thanks, I want to just thank each of you and just remind you, all those numbers, you are a part of that. You are a part of that. It's not me. It's not Precious. It's not, it's not individual ministries. It's all of us working together. We're all doing the same job, all doing the same work in ministry, seeking, serving, and sending. Specifically, I want to just thank you. If you prayed for Valley Church you are a part of that. If you gave to Valley Church, you are a part of that. Um, If you serve here at Valley Church, you are a part of that. You are. And so so can I just just, uh, thank you. Thank you for, for giving your time, your talents, your treasure to the Lord. And can I just ask you this? Will you be part of it again in the new year? Are we ready? Yeah. Three things I want to just encourage you. We'll go quick. First thing, under seeking. This year we learned prayer is the greater work. And so can I ask you, as we seek the lost, as we, as we seek the people here in the valley, let's be in prayer. Let's be dependent on prayer. Um, scripture in Luke chapter 11, verse 9, I tell you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be open to you. And this year saying at 1109 let's pray. Let's pray. Let's ask. Let's seek. Let's knock. Can I ask you can we do it again? Set that set that alarm on your phone to 1109 a.m. Let's church. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's use this whole month of, of uh, December to just pray and ask God, God, would you do it again? God, would you do more than all we could ask or, th- ask or think? Okay, pray. Second thing is this, as, as we consider um, service, here's where we're going to need you. And there's, there's a lot of areas of needs, but, but here's one, one that uh, I just want to let you know, is that we are about to pass a much larger budget than we ever had in previous years. I'll tell you, over the past 10 years, our budget has stayed pretty much flat and our giving has stayed pretty much like flat. And this year we're seeing, guys, we're seeing you guys are being generous and we're having more people attend the church and we're seeing God do things. But that means we've got to hire more people and more money is going to be spent for the glory of God, for reaching more people. And so can I just tell you, we need you and we need you to give. What scripture says is, is this, and I'll just give you a little concept. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. 
that your barns may be filled with plenty and your vats bursting with wine. One thing I want to point out about this verse is this. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth. You may not feel wealthy, but you are, okay? If you live in the U.S., you're in the top 1%, okay? Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits. You know what they were? It was the first part of the harvest. It was the best part of the harvest. That you brought that to the temple and you gave it, gave it to, to the work of God. And you brought it before you brought anything else out of your field. Okay, Here, here's the concept that I want to just give you. Give the first and give the best. Don't wait till the end of the month to see how you're doing at the end of the month. But God says if, if you want to be blessed, bring the first. And uh, a great place to start is uh, with what Scripture tells us is the tithe. That's the 10, 10% of what, what we bring. Bring the first 10%. And then watch what God will do with the 90%. Watch it, okay? Um, the only time in Scripture that God says, test me in this, if I won't open up the floodgates of heaven, he says, test me when it comes to your giving. So I want to just challenge you. Um, this year, automate your giving. Automate it. Get online. Say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set aside 10% of what, what I make. And that may be a stretch for you, but do it as a stretch, okay? It's an act of faith. We are people of faith, aren't we? Okay? And so we give the first 10% of what God has given us off the top as an honor to him. Let's give the first. Let's give the best. Let's not give the worst. Let's not give the least. Because I guarantee you that this is the best investment you will ever make in 2023. We don't know where the markets are going to go. Okay? This year's been kind of a bust, hasn't it? But man... When we give to the Lord's work, you can see what God is doing. All the percentages are up, aren't they? And we're given to a kingdom that will not be moved, that will not be shaken. Okay, you want to save up treasure in heaven? Give to the Lord's work. Give to his work. So that, that's my encouragement to you. Um, some of the things that we are doing this year is we're going to be hiring part-time our Valley Kids director. Okay? Megan Sprouse. And um, we are also looking forward to hiring our worship director, Tina Bell, part-time as well. So we thank God for, for the ministry that they do. And can I tell you, I mean, for everyone that puts all their time and money into this church, man, uh, these, these are people that give a lot. And so we want to just help them out and affirm and help their families out and make sure that, that they're able to continue to do what they're doing because they're making a huge impact. But on top of that, um, and we'll be talking about this in January, we're going to try and do a capital campaign because we sorely need to spruce up our kids' space and also um, do some renovation in our sanctuary. And so we think that that's going to take about $30,000. If you want to start setting aside money for that and start giving to the church for that, that will help us get a jump start. If you, you want to make a year-end gift or something like that and want to designate it toward that, designate it to our building fund because uh, that's, that's what we're going to try and do this year. But that's going to be above and beyond just what, uh, what our tithes are. We ask that uh, if, if you have, have the means to do it, jump in, start helping us accomplish what we're, we're, we're looking to do in 2023. So pray, give, and understand. Here's the last one I want you to consider. And this, this is going to be the most stretching for each of you, I think, is I want you to consider and pray about going. And you think, what? 
leaving? Yeah, I'm serious. Pray about leaving. And what, what we said is, is this part of, part of seeking and serving and sending is that, that the, the true sign of a healthy church is multiplication. It's that, that we're, we're growing and birthing new bodies of believers. And those bodies of believers need, need people to serve. It takes a whole body to actually plant a church. And so you may not have the gift of preaching or teaching, but you may have other gifts like, like, like helps and like service and, and administration and things like that. And so, so what I want you to pray about is that we want to, in the next few years, plant churches here in this valley. And it's going to begin with one. It's going to go to two. It's going to go to three. And, and we just pray that, uh, that God will use each one of us to do that. So what I want you to pray about is I want you to pray about going, going leaving our church family, not getting comfortable here and starting another church. And so uh, as, as we consider that, that may mean you. That may mean a good portion of us leaving to just see another church begin. And so we're going to pray about that and we're going to set our direction toward that. And we're saying it right now, God, would you help us seek? Would you help us serve? And the end goal is would you help us send? send people out into this valley. Jesus said, he said, follow me. He didn't call his disciples simply to believe, but to leave and to follow him. And so as as we end this service right now, let's just be in prayer for that. Let's be in prayer for what God has ahead of us for Valley Church and for his gospel here in this valley. Why don't we stand? Let's, uh, let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. And uh, let's ask God to just take his word and apply it to our hearts right now. God, as we bow our heads, as we close our eyes and stand before you, God, we know that you have more and that there is better to come. God, that, uh, that you have really empowered the work of your body this week and this, this year in these past few months, God, to do more for your kingdom. And God, we know that the best is yet to come. Lord, that even if it doesn't translate into numbers, God, you're doing a work, you're doing things under the, under the surface, you're doing things that, that are beyond our explanation, God. But God, would you continue to do your work in your church? God, would you build your church so that the gates of hell won't prevail against it? God, that's our prayer today. As we keep on praying today and you just keep on praying in your heart, maybe you're here and you've trusted in Jesus Christ and you've said today, hey, I, wanna, I don't want to live with, with regret. I want to live with purpose. I want to be mindful of not wasting my life and not doing the things that don't matter. I want to live today with, with eternity in mind. If that's you, and as you raised your hand at the beginning of the service saying, I don't want to waste my life, can I just, just see those hands? If you, just, if you just want to seek, serve, and send disciples, if you want to be part of that, just raise your hand up with me because I want to pray with you. I want to pray that God would bless you, that he would use you, that uh, he would just, just empower you with his work. If you want to just seek, serve, and send disciples of Jesus in 2023 and in these years ahead, let God, I just thank you for each hand raised. God, would you use them, God, for your kingdom purposes? Would you empower them by your spirit? And would you change them, God, to break their heart for the things that break yours? 
God, would you just uh, continue to use the work that we do here at Valley Church for your kingdom and for your glory. Amen. Amen. And God, as we continue to pray, God, um, I know that there are also people here that may have heard the gospel for the first time that are living in the dark, that are living without hope, that are living without purpose. Can I just tell you today, if that is you and you came to Valley Church and you're hearing the gospel for the first time, you're hearing about the work of Jesus, today is a day that you can receive him. Today is a day that you can be set free and you can begin the new year and this Christmas season with hope and peace and joy and purpose. Jesus said this, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And today it says in scripture is the day of salvation that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That God showed his love for you in that while you're still a sinner, that Christ died for you. And that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If that is you right now, can I just ask you, raise up your hand if you'd like to receive Jesus as your Savior. Just raise it up high because we'd like to pray with you as you trust in Jesus. That is you. Yes, praise God. Yeah, praise God. Anyone else ready to follow Jesus and commit your life to him? Yeah. Praise Jesus. Hey, if your hand is raised, let's just all pray, pray together just as an affirmation of our faith in Jesus. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, would you forgive my sins? Jesus, make me new. Fill me with your spirit that I may know you, follow you. My life is not my own. I give it to you. Thank you for a new life. Now you have mine. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's praise God for those that have just been born into his family. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Valley Church. If you were impacted by today's teaching or made a decision to follow Jesus, we would love to hear from you, pray for you, and walk with you. To connect with us, visit valleychurchwv.com. There you will find resources on following Jesus and information about how to partner with us here at Valley Church as we seek, serve, and send disciples of Christ.